Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Tide Chasers Podcast. I'm Dan. We got my co-host Qual over there. I'm going to introduce him in a moment, but real quick, we'll get into all the different places you can find us. We are on Facebook at Tide Chasers Podcast. We're also on Instagram at Tide underscore Chasers. You can find us on all of your popular podcast uh, platforms with the links in our bios on Facebook and Instagram. Um but without further ado, I'm going to welcome my co-host over there. Qua, how you doing, buddy? Good, man. As always, man. I was excited about a new podcast and the, the opportunity to venture into another piece of our industry, man. Yeah, man. We, we're bringing, we're, we've always, we've mentioned this from the gate is that we want to bring, bring people on board from all different parts of the industry. And this next guest is no different. He has a unique uh, service, and we're we're gonna we're gonna welcome. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just bring him right on. Justin Williams from at Fishburn Art. Welcome, Justin. How you doing? Hey, man. I'm awesome. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, man. Hey, you're a listener of ours, and uh, we 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 uh, really like what you do with the uh, with the woodwork in there. So before we get into all that, give us a little background on uh, your fishing exploits, like how you got started. You know, the, the what got got you into fishing as a whole. Yeah, so um, what got me into fishing is, uh, I, so I grew up uh, on the coast in North Carolina uh, on Hatteras Island, which is the Outer Banks. Most people call that whole area the Outer Banks. And uh, so growing up, I always surfed and, you know, I was, I was always in the water, you know what I mean, enjoying the water. And I fished a little bit then, but my preference was to surf. Um, and of course now, uh, I live in Virginia and, um, I can't surf here. Right. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So back to the point, what got me into fishing? All right. I love water. So I want to be doing whatever I can on water. 
Um, so picked up fishing, uh, and you know what I mean? I kind of, kind of fell in love with it. Like I did surfing. Now, now you said you grew up on the, the coast of, uh, the Carolinas. Where, where's home base now for you? So, uh, home base is Rafine, Virginia. I'm in the mountains. Okay. Um, as I was uh, saying earlier, um, pretty much south of Harrisonburg, north of Roanoke, and west of Charlottesville. Most people know Harrisonburg for uh, JMU. Okay. Yeah, so I'm just south of there. Gotcha. So so now you, you do, uh, it looks like you do a mix of both fresh and saltwater fishing. Do you have a preference in what dictates? what what you're going to be uh targeting for that that day or that period of time yeah so man my preference is definitely salt water i love salt water um you know just because the inshore stuff um drum and trout and flounder and striper um but you know like i do all kinds of fishing man you know what i mean i fish in the river uh fish in lakes you know what i mean little streams um but like i said the preference is salt water sure and and how did you how did you get introduced to fishing was it through family or was it when you were younger you started fishing i know you said you did the surfing and everything but how did fishing really become a big part of your life um you know what man it was it was just me thinking to myself uh you know what I mean? I'm going to, I'm going to try fishing, you know what I mean? Try and figure it out and, uh, and figure it out kind of immediately that, you know what I mean? I, I fell in love with it, you know what I mean? And that I wanted to, you know, learn as much as I could about it. You know what I mean? Like, I think we all do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, do you, uh, how often are you able to get out for yourself? Like as far as, uh, your, your trips go, like, when you get out fishing, how, how many times do you think you're able to get out there? Man, I, I, I would say, you know what I mean? I fish at least a couple times a week, you know what I mean? And uh, as far as getting to the salt water goes, you know what I mean? I'm like every other week trying to get down there, you know what I mean? Sure. It's it's three and a half hour drive. Uh, so it, it is kind of a, a ordeal you know what I mean, to get down there, but it is worth it. But like I said, fishing around here, it's, you know, 15 minute drive to uh, the Maury River down here. You know what I mean? I go down there and uh, fish for smallmouth and uh, sunfish and stuff like that. And uh, and I do prefer fly fishing for that type of uh, species and stuff. Oh boy, you, you just brought up like a, a target word, a, a trigger word for Qua over there. He's trying to catch every fish possible in the fly this year. Awesome. How's it going? Pretty, it's good. I'm knocking them off my bucket list one by one. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully by uh, winter, I'll be heading down your way uh, to uh, target muskie. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. I haven't done that yet. Yep. Going down there, the, uh, the boys over down there, uh, Blue Ridge muskie. Yeah. So yeah. I've definitely heard of him. Yep. Going to head out with him, try to do it on a fly, try to do it on spin. You know, yeah it's on my bucket list so yeah i guess that's kind of a wintertime thing man like yeah yeah uh it's a wintertime thing and also at the same time it's um it's more safer for them especially with this warm water right now it's you know it's it's 
you, you, you beat on them for a, a good 15, 20 minute fight. And then they're just, they're just worn out with, with lack of oxygen. So winter yeah. time when it's colder, the water allows more oxygen for them. So, you know, it's, it's quicker and it, it's, it's, a, it's, it's just safer for the fish. And, you know, with us in our podcast, we're big cons- conservationists and we always try to protect the fisheries wherever we go. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, that's similar to uh, these land like landlocked stripers around here, man. Smith mountain Lake, uh, which is one and Lake Anna, which is another one. Um, you know what I mean? You got those, those Lake striper. And like you say, when you get these summer water temperatures close to 90 degrees and it, you know, is a good idea to, to kind of take it easy on those fish then. Yeah, those landlocked stripers always uh, intrigued me. Now, do you guys have any sizes to them, or they're just kind of like smaller on the schoolie side, or do you guys get some really massive ones? Because I know in Tennessee, I think there's a, a few landlocked uh, lakes down there. They have some like big, big stripers locked, and you know, they, they, I guess they stock them in there. They get up to like 40, 50 pound plus. Yeah, so Smith Mountain Lake is that way. Those things grow, grow, you know, into that 40 uh, inch plus range. Now, have you ever had an opportunity to get into one of those 40 pound, 40, 50 pounders? I haven't, man. No, uh, my personal best striper uh, in freshwater is nine pounds. Uh, I think it was, I can't remember the length, but it was nine pounds. Okay. But are, are they, are they um, like full bred stripers or are they like hybrids? Uh, there's both, man. So, uh, you know what I mean? Um I guess the, the hybrids uh, are mixed with a white bass, you know what I mean? So yeah. you never know at Lake Anna or Smith Mountain whether you'll catch uh, a true striper or one of those hybrids. Yeah. You can always tell from the hybrids and the stripers. It's like the hybrids, they're a little, they're shorter, but they're a lot fatter and wider. And the, the purebred stripers, they're longer. They have the longer stretch. So, Yeah. Yeah, I actually, uh, I, I fished uh, Lake Anna a week or two ago. I rode down there and uh, I found a spot where, you know, the striper were, they were feeding pretty heavy, man. And it was like an opportunity to break out the fly rod and, and hammer them. So I caught like a half a dozen. And uh, they were all in like the 12 to 14 inch range, you know, just small schooly ones. And then I ended up catching a 20 incher, which was pretty nice for, for that lake and on the fly rod. Yeah. Don't, don't underestimate those, uh, the 14, 20 inch fish. They, on a fly rod, it's, it's night and day on a spin yeah. rod. Sure. Now 20 inch. Well, eh, it's a little fun, but on a fly rod, it feels, every fish feels like it's a, a 20, 30 pounder, you know? No so, doubt. No doubt, man. Now, Justin, you brought up uh, Lake Anna multiple times there. Uh, have you ever tangled with any of the snakeheads that have uh, made their way in there? I know, I know, Northern Virginia, the area of Virginia you say you live is a pretty, pretty uh, big snakehead mecca. Have you gotten into any of them yet? I haven't, man, and I've heard you guys talking about it and kind of getting me interested. Yeah, Lake Anna, um, that that's one of the newer lakes that they've uh, been introduced to, and people are finding them there now. So that that lake is huge. And that that's that's something that they were worried about because I, it crosses over uh, into North Carolina, Lake Anna, correct? Um, no, so Lake Anna is um, or close to it. What? No, let's see. Uh, Lake Anna would be just west 
uh, Richmond and kind of uh, south and west of Fredericksburg. So it's kind of middle of the state. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you'll have to get out there. I mean, you talk about on the fly. Quas trying to get one on the fly himself currently, but but they they're they're a fun fish, man. When you uh, most people prefer to target them top water. I don't. I like them subsurface, but obviously for what you're going to be doing, top water is probably the most exciting portion of it for the 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 fly guys out there. Yeah, no doubt, man. Now, now, Justin, we're going to tr transition into uh, the uh, the items uh, that we're we're here to talk to you about. You know, some of the things that you you do. So I'm going to turn this one over to Qua now, and he's going to he's going to fire away some of these uh, some of these items we we'd like to chat with you about. Yeah. So, so I mean, we talked about your fishing past, and then now we're getting into the uh, what this podcast specifically for. Now we're going to transition to what your business is, uh, fish burn art. Now, how did that come to life? So. Uh, I'll tell you, man, um, I've got some uh, fish in the house, you know what I mean? Some taxidermy fish. I've got a couple nice stripers and I've got like a medium striper. Uh, and these, you know, I've got a rainbow trout. Anyways, I got a space on the wall and I'm thinking a, a drum would look really good here. Um, and of course, a speckled trout. So, uh, I thought, well, I'm just going to make something to put on the wall here. Uh, and of course, you know, with my woodwork and history and everything, I'm like, I felt pretty confident that I could make something nice uh, enough to put up on the wall with my collection of other fish there. So uh, that's how that happened, man. I, uh, I had called a 26 inch drum earlier last fall and I'm like, okay, I'm going to, and that kind of fits the space that I needed in my house. So, uh, yeah, man, went in there and uh, started working on this drum and uh, kind of got it halfway complete. I think I might have posted something on Facebook and Instagram and uh, everybody like, wow, you know, that's that's pretty awesome. And uh, and then, of course, when it was complete, posted a couple more pictures and, uh, you know, I, I got a lot of people saying, hey, you need to you really need to start making these. They're that good. and. Uh, so that's how that that whole thing kind of panned out, just from me trying to make something for myself. And I think it turned out better than I expected. Um, and like I said, everybody, you know, seemed to think I should kind of get into doing some more stuff like that. Now, Justin, real quick, uh, not to not to jump into Qua's shoes here, but what what is your background in woodworking, real quick? You know, talk about that a little bit. Give us a little bit idea of your background there. Yeah, so um, so way way back, uh, of course, surfing we skateboard a lot too. So we were always making uh, skateboard ramps, half pipes, quarter pipes. You know what I mean? So that's kind of where it all first started. And then um, when I was around twenty one, uh, probably twenty one. 22 years old, I uh, started working for a custom cabinet shop and um, and I actually continued to work for that shop for uh, almost 10 years. So, you know, during that time, I pretty much, you know, learned everything there is to learn about, you know, woodworking and, and fine stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, we built kitchens. Uh, we've built vanities, bookcases. I mean, you name it. We built them from 
Virginia to West Virginia to DC area. I mean, it, it was, it was, you know, that the company that I worked for was fifth generation cabinet business. So, you know, I mean, they, they knew what they were doing and they were all word of mouth. They never advertised and they always stayed busy. So that's, that's my background, man. I started, I started working for them, seeing doors, you know what I mean? Kind of at the low of the totem pole, as they say, you know what I mean? And, and worked my way all the way up through that, through that company to like the top of the totem pole, as you would say. But yeah, having a skill as a woodworker is a really good quality skill. Now, um, so would it be safe to say that the um, this woodburn art started as a hobby, and then you finally figured, you know what, maybe I can make a little bit something on the side of it, than saying just jumping all in. Yeah. So, man, to be honest, I don't even think it really had a chance to be a hobby. It went from it went from me doing that first piece to um you know within a matter of a couple weeks uh i was doing my first commission piece you know what i mean so it really didn't i really didn't have time for it to be a hobby it kind of went right into commission pieces gotcha so i mean it was, so technically it wasn't even really a hobby it was like i did one piece people saw it loved it and then just like, hey, we're just gonna start ordering custom stuff. Now, in our conversation, you said a bulk of your businesses started out as custom orders. Um, so, how does one go about connecting with you to get a custom job ordered? Yeah, so I mean, obviously, you could hop on my website and uh, click on the contact button there. Um, you could contact me, you know, through email. Um, but of course, you know, social media is where everyone contacts me. You know what I mean? It's it's Messenger on Facebook or a direct message on Instagram. And, you know, it's, that's pretty much, that's how I've gotten all my business so far. One of those two. Awesome. So I know I understand that every job or every custom work is different, but typically on a um, job, how long, you know, once a customer places an order, typically how long does it take you to, to uh, finish the actual piece? Like give and take. Yeah, I, know, so I know every order is different. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, you know, obviously size plays a big factor um, and the amount of detail plays a big factor. But what I've seen, I could I could knock something out, you know what I mean, in a week, usually. A week. Okay, that's not a bad turnaround time. Now, have you had any any crazy custom orders so far? Say like, I don't know, like a replica 40, 50, 60 inch carpet or something like that. I haven't, man. No, but uh, I I did do a a, a thirty six inch uh, one of those landlocked stripers we were talking about earlier. The guy, the guy was telling me, you know, they caught him and his son caught this thirty six inch striper from Smith Mountain Lake, and uh, you know he was we were talking. He's like, I don't know if I want to to do the fish or to do the lake outline, and I'm like, man, why don't we do both? So. We kind of we kind of did the outline of the lake with their you know their personal best that thirty six inch striper in the in the one piece so that that one turned out cool. Now, for the custom part of the project, does now does it all go all the way down to the uh, specific type of woods that you use, or can customers actually request for certain woods like if they wanted redwood, 
or birch or if some wood burns better than others. Now, do you like yourself select the wood or do the, the clients themselves have a perfect, like they can actually choose what wood they want it on? Yeah, man. So what I like to do is kind of treat it how we treated customers in the cabinet business. Um, you know, you know, so let's do it as custom as they want to do it. Right. You want to pick out whatever wood species you want to pick out, whatever stain colors you want to pick out that suits the space it's going to go into in your home. Um, I, I do uh, tell people, you know, if you want to, if you want hardwoods, of course, it's going to be heavier and that's going to increase shipping costs and that sort of thing. So, you know, if you're dead set on hard, hardwoods, we'll do hardwoods, oh, whatever. Um, but I do let people know that that will affect the weight and the shipping costs and stuff like that. But we, we can do custom anything, you know what I mean? And as detailed as you want to be. Gotcha. All right. Um, even up in our area, up in Northern, we've seen a big influx in wood and lumber, especially because due to the whole uh, pandemic thing. Now, has that affected any of your pricing and sourcing on your material? Because I know up here, our, our stuff is just inflated. Like it's so hard to find anything. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's definitely inflated. Everything, uh, everything's inflated, but I haven't, you know what I mean? Luckily with what I'm doing, I don't need large quantities, you know? So I think that really helps me uh, not get into a bind, you know, with materials. Now, now Justin, I'm going to jump in for a couple minutes here. Um, you've done, you've done some pretty, uh, I would say cool pieces. Like I've seen a couple different, uh, release over 20 pieces. We actually had an, an announcement with iStrike a couple weeks ago on the podcast, uh, with the release over 20 movement, you know, as far as your, your special pieces, what would you say are the most special pieces you've done thus far? Um, and do you have any of your pieces and businesses anywhere around you? Has any, have any businesses come, you know, come to play as far as buying any of your products? Yeah. So, um, yeah, talking about, uh, I strike, I, I, I'm actually, I've got some stuff in the works that I'm going to be doing for I strike. Um, of course, I, uh, have done some things for release over 20 and I'm going to continue to do things for release over 20. I think it's uh, cool. What, what they're doing, you know what I mean? I, I like to, be a part of rewarding people for conserving a resource. So, um, and then of course, uh, Speckled Truth, I, I got to do a piece for, uh, for Chris, uh, those, those stickers that they made earlier in the year after the freeze uh, with release over 20, the release Texas uh, 21. And um, so I, I got to do that piece for Chris, and uh, I was I was really happy with that how that piece turned out um, as far as that goes. Um, so yeah, I uh, as far as any businesses, unfortunately, I've been doing stuff for businesses that isn't fishing related, and uh, we won't get into that stuff <laughs> here for people. Since we're, <laughs> You know. Yeah, we're talking fishing here, right? We don't, we, nobody wants to hear about like different random things, I guess. But. Yeah, yeah. 
So, so as far as the, the release over 20 uh, pieces, did they come to you like with a specific design that they were looking for? Or did you say, hey, listen, I got this idea. I'm going to do this. What do you got? And then you show them an idea. Is it, is it ever that? Is it ever where you're suggesting things? And, or, did, or did they come to the plate with their own ideas there? Yeah, no, uh, I, I, he, he threw a couple ideas at me and then, but I really had an idea uh, that I thought would be cool. And uh, like I said, I, I do digital uh, drawings for everything before I do it, you know what I mean? Before I actually make it to show people and then we can change stuff. But so I did that digital drawing and, uh, and I, you know, I showed him and, you know, of course he liked it. So we just rolled with it that way. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, as far as our dealings with the the release over twenty program, um, uh, we we actually spearheaded uh, with with Dave. We got Sheep's Head added to the list. Just okay, we're seeing uh, if you've uh, you you've listened to us, so you you've heard our battle on the Sheep's Head grounds up here in Jersey, and we're we're trying to do our part to you know preserve those larger fish. So maybe that'll be a, a pretty uh, cool etched design for you at some point, like a, a nice sheep's head. You ever, you ever had any like odd requests, any requests as far as fishing goes, or it's where it kind of scratch your head a little bit. No, man, I don't find myself scratching my head on fishing pieces, man. It's just like, uh, I, I, I always get excited to, uh, to kind of jump right into the whole idea and, and design concept of, of that part. You know what I mean? Now, do you get a lot of, do you get it? We talked about with, with the eye strike and the release over 20 portion of this, but do you get a lot of chance to um, put your own spin on things with your clients as, as you're sitting down talking about the designs, like, you know, little tweaks that you might think work better uh, to kind of put, put a piece together to make it, you know, your, your client's dream piece at that point. Yeah. You know, most of the pieces that I've done, um, I guess, for lack of better words, is you know, people have kind of given me the reins, you know what I mean? They they kind of seen what I've done and uh, you know, they trust my capabilities and designing and stuff like that. So I could be given uh minimal information from them and uh produce something that you know they are really happy with. Gotcha. Now do you have like a whole shop set up at, at the house or do you do you have a shop set up that, that you use someplace? With all your your tools and everything lined up yeah yeah i do i got a shop uh so right now i'm in an office in a barn here and then right below me is the shop space and then of course my house is right next door and these are items that you you procured over your your cabinetry uh life when you were building cabinets yeah you know i, I had a bunch of hand tools and stuff like that uh but you know once once i got into this niche uh i did have to acquire you know quite a bit of of additional tools there but i feel like i got a pretty good setup uh the way i am now as far as being able to uh design and stain and finish and uh you know the whole aspect as far as that goes sanding and all that good stuff now you in our conversations you had mentioned that you do most of your work custom however um you know, I'm perusing your, your page. I saw a couple different items that were randomly available here and there. Do you ever just, just say, I got to do this piece and uh, you have something in your head that you got to get on, on a piece of wood and 
you, there's no stopping you and then you offer it for sale or is it just more of uh, you let your creativity creativity take over whenever you're working with a client at this point? Yeah, no, man. Uh, so if I get a little downtime, I'm definitely going to be thinking about uh, jumping on a piece, you know what I mean? And, and experimenting with ideas that I have, you know, with uh, different materials and uh, different stains and different type of finish and epoxy and stuff like that. So yeah, man, if I, if I got a little downtime, um, I'm definitely going to be trying to, to make something and then I'll throw it online and say, Hey, this piece is available at this price. Uh, if, if you're interested sort of thing. Gotcha. Have you gotten any requests for like any 3d art, like, uh, like, like let's say a fish that's completely three-dimensional where you've burnt onto that i haven't uh i haven't got anything that's like fully three-dimensional now i have added layers which adds dimension but nothing three-dimensional gotcha now, now we're rewinding a little bit you know going from the cabinets to going into you know this fish burn art the, the etching on the wood and then burning into the wood what what was it in your head that said, man, I think this can work. I'm going to start trying this. And then give us a little idea of some of the trials and errors you went through uh, from going from a cabinet maker to now creating this amazing artwork that you're you're now doing. I mean, it, it, it was really kind of a smooth process. You know what I mean? When you so when you build cabinets, you. You obviously you have on paper what you need to do and you kind of build it in your head before you do it so once you start doing it it goes smoothly so that aspect of the thing is kind of how i've treated it you know what i mean i, I know what i want to do i kind of build it in my head uh before i even start so then once i do start it it kind of plays itself right out all the way to the end so you have a process where you kind of put every one of your projects on the paper, you kind of do a sketch and then you, you take it from paper to, to the piece of wood. Yeah. Yeah. From paper to, you know, and of course, like I said, I, I started digitally drawing, designing stuff on my iPad. Um, but yeah, so from, from that point, it just goes right on the wood, you know what I mean? And goes smooth, man. So do you have any uh, upcoming projects right now that you have you have lined up for, for clients? Yeah, so right now, um, actually before we started talking, I was down in the shop working on a, a piece for a guy down in North Carolina in the Naxhead area. Um, he wanted a piece with a, a boat, like a center console, and he wanted his last name on the side of it with, you know, a kind of a beached anchored off look. And uh, it's the it's the guy's kind of dream boat, you know what I mean? So it's kind of cool. He's like, okay, this is my dream boat. I want a piece that I can hang in my wall and I can look at it every day until I actually am able to get that boat. So I got that uh, I'm working on right now. I've got a couple of uh, waterway pieces um, that I'm gonna start after that. And then, uh, a few pieces for eye strike that I'm going to be working on too. Very nice. Very nice. Now, now, as far as, uh, you know, you, you said you're, you're about a week lead time. So would you say you have, you're about five weeks out right now or something like that? If somebody's trying to schedule with you? 
No, man. You know, I, I, I just work more if I have to, you know what I mean? I don't mind. I don't mind working late or anything like that as far as that goes. You know, if, if, if I get somebody that wants something, I kind of put myself in their shoes and uh, I know if, I don't want to wait. You know what I mean? People, you don't want to wait for anything. Uh, nobody <laughs> ever wants to wait, wait for anything. You don't want to wait at a restaurant. Uh, like <laughs> I said, people around here hunt. If you hunt, you take your deer head to the taxidermist. You got to wait a whole year. And, uh, you know, that just, I don't know. I'm not really into that. I, I'd rather I'd rather not mount a deer if I got to wait all year to get it back. Absolutely. Now, now what, uh, what, where do you see, you know, fish burn art five years from now? Like what, what kind of direction are you looking to take this? Or are you just kind of looking to see where it goes organically? Or you, do you have, you know, plans to grow that, that's that business at all? Yeah, man, I, I, I could see, uh, definitely continuing to grow and to build and, um, to get a bigger shop and to get more tools and, um, you know what I mean? Just get nicer, uh, results. You know what I mean? Every time I do something, I figure something else out, um, as far as making something nicer than it was from the previous one. You know what I mean? You're always getting better, uh, at anything in life. You know what I mean? The more you do it, the better you get. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely see this thing, uh growing i'm surprised the amount it's grown since my first piece last december uh, i think i'm on I, I label a number everything and i'm on my 46 piece so wow since december uh at the rate i'm going five years from now who knows man very nice well do you do you uh do you have any pieces like in your head like is there a fish that you're just dying to do a piece on like like for example, uh, you have a bucket list fish you want to catch, but there's also your bucket list art piece that you want to do. Like, what what would that fish be? You know what, man? So that's kind of an easy one for me. I I I've yet to catch a cobia, um, and man, if I can't catch a cobia, I'm gonna I'm gonna do one here, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, that it's gonna be a cobia. That's an easy cobia for me. There you go. Yeah, cobia is on all of our lists it's here. All, it's on all of our lists. <laughs> We're yeah. all. We're, we could all sign up for that one. We are all on the Cobia bandwagon until we get I, one. So, yeah. So, I got a little skiff I fish out of. Uh, and, you know, I usually stay in the inlet when I'm down there in Virginia Beach. But, like, when it's nice, I'll venture out into the bay a little bit. And uh, uh, this summer, we cruised out. I had my family with me and we we're just messing around. We weren't really fishing. And, uh, man, I'm like, look over. And there's like six to eight feet from the boat, a Cobia. Is like right on the top, and I'm like, of course, I just panic. I'm like, I'm a guy, I gotta go try to pull a rod out of a you know, because we weren't even fishing. And uh, I threw at that thing a couple of times, I think I smacked it in the head, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and he was gone, so that was my closest encounter as far as that goes. But like I said, if I can't catch one, I just need to make one, I'll feel better. Just hang it up on the wall and look at it every day. The, the fish that got away. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like the guy that the boat that I'm doing. You know what I mean? I can't. He can't have the boat right now, but he wants to see it. And I'm like, I can't have the cobia, uh, but I can make it and look at it. There you go. Yeah, I tossed at a few of them uh, the weekend before cobia opened. I was down there, and man, it, it 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 was tough. Like we, I think we saw maybe 
five or six of them. We tossed at every one of them. The water was dirty though. So we're not yeah. sure. We're not sure exactly what they could see that we were throwing, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm determined to get one myself. I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but next year I'm thinking is the year I'm hoping anyway. Yeah. Well, I kicked myself in the butt, man. Cause I always, I bow fish too. And I had my bow and I was so close. I'm like, man, I should have just got the bow out and stuck that thing. And I would have been happy with that. Would you have been as happy doing that as, as catching on rod and reel? I, I would have, man. I would have just to, just to, just to, just to hold that fish. Get it, man. Just to get it. It wouldn't have mattered. So we're, we're going to be seeing a, a Cobia fish burn art coming up soon. I'm guessing. That's right, man. I'm going to make time and we're going to do it. Now, do you ever get into any like raffles or giveaways with your, your stuff at all? Yeah, man. I actually have done quite a bit, you know, um, I don't mind putting in the extra work, you know what I mean? To, to get my name out there, you know what I mean? So I have, um, I got, uh, the stuff with, um, release over 20, uh, you know, that's not really raffle, but it is me getting my name out and I'm supporting a good cause at the same time. Um, uh, I got a raffle uh, flounder tournament going on right now uh, for North Carolina. So that's 20 bucks uh, to buy yourself into that raffle. Um, and in North Carolina, flounder season starts September 1st and it goes through the 14th. So it's open for two weeks out of the whole year. Sheesh, so, yeah. It, yeah. So. You know, I thought, well, it's a good opportunity to do something cool for, you know, I know everybody down there loves flounder fishing and they're going to be hitting it in those two weeks. So I thought, eh, let's do this uh, raffle thing. And uh, so whoever, whoever, you know, 20 bucks to get in, whoever gets the biggest uh, flounder during that two weeks is getting themselves a, a fish burn art uh, replica of that flounder. Very nice. That's really cool. Yeah. You ever, uh, so what do you not have a list of how many different species you've done thus far? Uh, yeah, I heard you say you number it, you number, uh, you number everything and you keep track of everything. So I figured you might keep track of something like that. Yeah, man. So I've done, I've done speckled trout, red drum, striper, largemouth bass, smallmouth bass, uh, flounder. You know, I, that's probably it, honestly, man. You know what I mean? I've done a lot of speckled trout, done a lot of drum, uh, a few flounder. Um, striper's kind of been the biggest one, you know what I mean? Because people around here striper fish. Sure. Uh, and then, of course, people at the beach striper fish. So I catch myself living where I live, um, making fish that, people don't go after around here. So then I got to backtrack, you know what I mean? And start, you know what I mean? Making largemouth bass, smallmouth bass, uh, rainbow trout, brown trout, stuff like that. Gotcha. Yeah. Have you seen, have you seen your orders stretching across the, the U S and different places? Is it pretty cool to see where you're mailing things to? Yeah, it is, man. So, uh, I've, I've got stuff in Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, and Texas right now. I've seen I've seen your work shared on Instagram up here by somebody up here. I can't remember who it was, but 
I saw your work probably two months ago and I was, I was astounded by it. Cause it's, a, it's pretty incredible what you're able to, to accomplish there on a piece of wood, but yeah, someone shared one of your pictures probably two and two months ago, two and a half months ago. Good stuff, man. We, we really, we really dig what you're doing. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So what, what, what is you, what is y'all's go to uh, fish the target? Uh, that, that's an easy one. It's the sheep's head, but we're, we don't talk about those fish anymore. Yeah, you can't. For, right. for right, right now, right now, we're we're letting that those fish get a, get a, uh, a social media break from us. I hear you. Yeah, <laughs> so let's just pretend like we didn't say that right there. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's it's okay. No, right now, I, I've been I've been really fishing hard for uh, for fluke flounder. Yeah. Uh, on foot, that's that's been my go-to lately, just because it's something I really enjoy. Sheep's head, very easily, is probably our favorite fish to target between the two of us. I would say. Yeah. And obviously I love the redfish and specks and everything down there too. I'm a Southern boy at heart. So. Yeah. Well, one thing we didn't say or, or, or didn't mention is kind of like one of the things that got me into doing this is, uh, and you may or may not be able to appreciate this is it's, I feel like it's easier to talk. Uh, if you're married, talk your wife into hanging up a nice, art piece on the wall than uh taxidermy fish so that's 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 kind of where this that, that's one of the ideas that got this thing going is i feel like it's easier for the man to talk the woman into something like this and you might be able to give her a little say so into what colors might match your walls <laughs> and stuff like that too get a good move on your part there justin good move yeah, I'm always listening thinking. to the to you're you're tuning in and listening to the uh, the true uh, the true rulers of the homes that you're That's getting right. your artwork into. That's right, man. Hey, you, you <laughs> it's hard to talk her into hanging up deer heads and you know more fish, and she don't want her house to look like an aquarium. But a nice piece of art is okay. We'll consider that, and I like I like that better. <laughs> that's that's a that's a smart little detail there for sure. That's right. My, my wife told me that we'll never have any dead animals in the house. And I was fine with that. You know, I'm good with that. I don't need that kind of stuff. But I know that there's a lot of wives out there like that. So, yeah. Well, Justin, uh, we're, we're going to wrap her up. Uh, Quad, did you have anything else you wanted to touch base on? Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. So, Justin, why don't you give uh, the listeners a, uh, a little wrap up and tell them how they can get in touch with you, how to place orders, you know, your website, all that good stuff. Plug away, my friend. Yeah, man. So uh, the website is fishburnwoodart.com. Uh, you can go on there and there's a link to my Facebook uh, and a link to my Instagram. Uh, there's also a contact button where you can contact me uh, directly through the website. Um, you can contact me through email at fishburnwoodworkingart at gmail. And then uh obviously by Instagram and Facebook are both at Fishburn Art. And you're able to like, let's say, uh, so I, I contact you about a 20 by 30 piece. You're able to give a price and a timeline based off of the information I give you from first conversation or. Yeah. Yeah, man. So roughly a hundred dollars per square foot. Um, and we didn't go over this. Um, so let's say uh, you were going to do a, a 20 inch fish let's just call it a fish doesn't matter what it is um if you were gonna go to the taxidermist and, and have the taxidermist uh mount your fish 
from what I'm seeing is prices are $15 to $20 per inch, right? Is that kind of what you guys yeah, see? Yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. Yeah, yeah, so a 20 inch fish, uh, let's just meet it in the middle uh, at $17.50 per inch. Uh, you're gonna spend 350 bucks. So I can do the same 20 inch fish. Uh, it would be a 12 inch by 24 inch roughly piece of art uh, for 200 bucks. So that, that just give you an idea of, you know, the cost, $100 per square foot. So 12 by 24 would be two square foot. Uh, you know, you get a 20, 20 inch fish for 200 bucks as opposed to 350 price range uh, doing the actual replica fish. And gentlemen out there listening, that's just another positive to get your piece of art on your wall, get your wife to sign off on it because it's going to be cheaper as well. Yeah, she loves cheaper. <laughs> all right justin well we're gonna stay on for a little bit but it was a pleasure chatting with you brother thank you so much for hopping on thank you for being a listener and now thank you for being one of our guests yeah man i appreciate it guys it's been fun all right brother thank you so much yeah, all right, man. have a good night justin yeah y'all too thank you if you want to hop off we're going to stay on for a couple minutes yeah bear with me man I, like i was telling him it's my first time <laughs> you're good you made it through. You did it. Heck yeah. Let's see. I'm just going to swipe it out. How about that? All right. Another solid guest in the books. You know, I got to say, I, I, I get into the art stuff. I, I the, uh, the art thing has always been something that's been in a, a part of my life. I've been into arts and, and I, I really dig it. I appreciate that sort of thing. So it's just another avenue, like, like he said, you know, to get your, your artwork on your walls at a cheaper price that your wife might sign off on. So smart man. I mean, I agree. I mean, I mean, the odds of me getting my wife to let me put a 50 inch striper on the wall is probably, probably close to none. You know, but she'd probably be okay with a uh, nice big piece of art of a striper in wood. Yeah, it'll man, fit, it'll fit with like, it'll fit with the house's boho theme or something like that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, man. Like I, I, I don't know. I just like seeing all the different different angles and all the different uh, different aspects of this world that we we call home. Essentially, you know, it's it's pretty cool that my man can go from being a cabinet maker to to making these pieces of art, you know, and it's just a seamless transition, you know. Yeah, just some some it just clicks for some people, man. They just one day they wake up like, hey, I could try this, and it just works. You know what I mean? It's just like us with this podcast. One day we woke up and said, hey, we're gonna do a podcast, and here we are. Yep, that's it. Now we're up to work. Like, we're, tw we're 25 episodes in now. We're still rolling. <laughs> we're still finding guests that want to hop on. We still got people listening. It's great. It's great. It's fun. It's fun. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in once again. You can find us on Facebook at Tide Chasers Podcast. We're also on Instagram, Tide underscore Chasers. You can find us all over your favorite streaming, uh, podcast streaming platforms by going to our bio we're also on waypoint waypoint tv that's another good one that's our most recent one just tune into us wherever you can find us and if you can't find us reach out to us we'll we'll point you in the right direction and then uh, obviously if you want to be a guest or if you have any ideas of folks that would be a good guest for the show reach out to us that way too uh feedback you want to you want to give us some feedback whether it be good or critical by all means send us a message we're here and uh, as always, we appreciate every, each and every one of you every week for tuning in. 
Justin, for example, that was just on, he was a guy, I mean, he was a listener. He, he, he reached out to me about one of the podcasts and uh, Mendel, for example, and, and said how excellent that was. And I had already had the idea of reaching out to him about coming on because I saw his artwork. And it's like I said, we've always, we want to give our listeners an opportunity to see every aspect of this business inside and out and for the good people that are involved in it. So that's how Justin came about. Yep. Just simple as that, ladies and gentlemen, just if you know someone that's in our industry, whether it be just for instance, whether it be, what if he's a commercial lobster man, commercial crabber, commercial squid fisherman, you know, anything, you know, if, if it, as long as it's in the industry, we're interested. We want to know how their life is, what their daily thing is. You know, we want to put it out there. It's kind of like you turning on YouTube and you type in the life of a hunter, you know, they get, and that's kind of like what we want to do. We want to give you guys the backstory and how these people operate every single day to bring you the product and the, you know, the fish and you know, whatever they can offer you guys, we want you to know their background and what's involved in their business, you know, to, just to put it out there. Yeah. I mean, we see all the finished products they are all nice and shiny and new, but it took a lot of, a lot of uh, blood, sweat and tears to get there. And we want to know how we, how those people got there, you know, what it was that drove them to say, I want this, I want to do this. I want it to be better than anybody else's. And here I am Fishburn art or whether it be, you know, trung with his uh, american snakehead customs you know we have friends that are starting their businesses around around the uh around the country really and it's in this industry and we just like to see how those people tick and see what it was that drove them to do that whether it's just they identified a a problem within the gear that they have and they wanted to do it better because they felt like they could or you know just like like justin a passion to, you know to make beautiful pieces of art after and still work with wood after he's done being a woodworker all his life so it's just it's just it's fascinating to me all the different angles we can go you know like qua said it could be a lobsterman we could have a game warden on here you know we could talk to uh you know a, a chef at a restaurant a sushi chef or something like that yeah. or a fishmonger you know it really it, we, we we hold no bars you know we really want to bring all the all the good people in this industry on and just have a have a conversation really that's that's what it comes down to yep pretty much all right. Well, wrapped her up. Another good one in the books. See you next week, everybody. Tight lines. All right. See you guys next week. Tight lines, guys.